You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation People and Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton. And I'm recording an episode. I I was supposed to have an interview come on. They ended up not uh, joining me on our call. Uh, So I felt compelled to record this episode. And I'll be honest, I'm going to record it. And I don't even know if I'm even going to ever actually post it. But it's just something I've been thinking about and I need to get off my chest. And I'm going to be spending a little bit of time speaking directly to the cheerleading community. Uh, This isn't the first time I've done an episode like this, sadly, Um, but it's going to be another one. And I'm going to be talking about, um, I'm not going to talk too much about current events in cheer, but it is related to a current event in cheerleading. And at the time that I'm recording this, I'm not going to disparage anyone or or mention any names in in particular. There were some, there are are some things that have occurred. Um, We've, uh, a, a prominent member of the cheerleading community took his own life, uh, and um, more details have come out that there was some uh, pending investigations and some alle- pending allegations that that may still be uh, being investigated. So we may get more details about that stuff uh, as time goes on. But uh, there, in the last month, uh, there have been allegations against a local owner out here in the Pacific Northwest um, and a number of things that have gone on uh, just in the past couple years. And this has been a a constant topic as we talk about athlete protection. And if you don't know, I'm passionate about um, athlete protection. I'm passionate about the protection of youth. I I think it is, um, it's our duty and a lot of us get into this because we are passionate about uh, helping kids and encouraging children um, to grow into great young adults. And some of the things that we tolerate in our industry or have historically tolerated, um, just they're, they're just not acceptable. And I actually, I had this conversation with one of my summer camp staff members. We had a long drive. And so we were, we were chatting on our way from the airport to camp and and talking about some of the things that have gone on over the years, um, and and some of the symptoms and issues I see, and I'm not going to say anything that's too revelationary. If you've listened to my previous episodes, so if you have um, and you want to hop off, I understand. But if you just want to get it again, uh, buckle up. So um, we are, as an industry, we are failing. Uh, we are failing to protect kids and we have failed to protect kids for a long long time and that I'm saying we collectively we as an industry what we have tolerated what we have permitted the amount of the people that we have allowed to come into prominence and be put on a pedestal because their teams are successful or their program wins or they have created talented cheerleaders and have ignored the rumors and the things that we have heard and even some of the things that have been corroborated but maybe don't elevate to a level that we can do something about it. And there have been many people who have in all honesty, we've turned, people have turned blind eyes to things. People have said, oh, it was an isolated incident. It's not a big deal. And have ignored things. And this is not 
just on a governing body. Anyone who thinks that we are going to go from one governing body and create a new one and all of these problems will be fixed is delusional. It is not true. It will not happen. Governing bodies and governmental regulations are not going to be the answer for protecting our kids. It's just a fact. It's not going to happen. It's not going to change it. If it was, then the laws that already exist would be changing this problem. People would not sexually abuse children, physically abuse children, because it is already illegal with some very, very stiff penalties. So simply having a cheerleading organization say that you cannot do these things is not actually going to stop the root of the problem. The thing that is going to stop the root of the problem is all of us as a community being actively engaged in not allowing coaches and athletes to be placed in circumstances where there is the temptation and the risk of offense. Okay, you cannot allow that to occur. When you do, you open the door for risk. This is the same as driving in your car without a seatbelt, okay? When you get in your car and you drive, the highest probability is that you're going to get where you're going without getting into an accident. So why do you put on your seatbelt? You put on, not just because it's illegal, okay? People aren't putting it on because it's illegal. Yes, there is a citation involved if you get pulled over and are not wearing your seatbelt, but people put on their seatbelts because it is an ingrained habit that we practice from a young age and we are taught to do it for safety. It is a safety restraint. Well, we need to build those safety restraints into our gyms, into our staff culture, into our athletes culture, and we should not tolerate anyone coming in and violating those safeties. End of discussion, full stop. Those are the things that we need to be doing. We need to set a standard, follow a standard, and not tolerate it at the owner and coach and parent level. And if we are looking past confirmed allegations because we want to win a world championship or because a certain choreographer is really, really good and is going to help us win. And, and we know that they don't talk to our kids the right way. We know that they don't do things the way that we want them to do it uh, for what we think is the right way to treat kids, but we ignore it because we think it's going to help us win. Then we're being a part of the problem. We have to do better. We cannot continue to tolerate these kinds of behaviors. And it oftentimes starts with a small transgression. In a, most of the circumstances of child sexual abuse, these things build up and occur over years and years and years. The reason that these investigations happen and you hear police make the statement after an arrest is made or after things are made public that they believe there are additional victims that will come forward. It is because when things escalate to that level where there is physical 
uh, interaction between a youth and an adult, it is very, very rare that that is caught on the very first offense and that is they jump to that immediately. There is typically a variety of micro transgressions that gradually increase in severity over time. People dip their toe in that bad behavior and they dip and then they go a little bit further and then they take it a little bit further and then they take it a little bit further. And because there are not interventions and safeguards in place throughout, they then get themselves into a bad situation. Now, this is not to excuse the behavior of people who have engaged in criminality. Do I fully believe that the vast majority of people within the cheer industry, both male and female and whatever in between, are good-hearted people who would not in not touch a child in that manner under any circumstances? Yes, I, I do. I truly do believe that the vast majority of people in our industry are good-hearted people who really want to help kids. I also believe that some people get into this industry with all of the good intentions and over time are led down a bad path. They start to make exceptions to rules that they once had. And as those exceptions to rules occur, they start to make another exception and another exception and another exception. We as an industry have to help hold each other accountable and help lift each other up and protect kids. So I'm, I'm speaking passionately. I have no agenda. This was literally an off the cuff. I just decided I was going to record it. And again, I don't know that I will post this. If I did, you're listening to it. But we have to do better. And it is not on the USASF or the WASF or the AAU or any other governing body to fix it. We have to fix it at the line level. Now, how do you do that? Because some of these transgressions have been by owners. So who's holding the owner accountable if not the governing body? Well, their staff, the parents, we're talking about things, we're reporting things that are of concern. We're not allowing these small transgressions to go by without there being a red flag lifted up so someone can intervene. We're doing this to protect the kids. We're doing this to protect the adults. We're doing this to protect everyone involved. We have to do better as an industry holding people accountable and having certain behaviors that we will tolerate and which are the good behaviors and certain behaviors that we will not, which are the bad behaviors. And this is beyond just the, um, the sexual transgressions. This is the, the, the mental abuse and the borderline physical abuse that has occurred in certain programs. Not all, the vast majority not. But we have to do better. We have to remember that our number one goal in cheerleading is to raise these kids 
in a positive environment and bring something good into their lives. Because at the end of the day, everyone, remember it's just cheerleading. It's just cheer. It doesn't matter that much. No trophy, no championship is worth destroying someone's self-worth. Now, that doesn't mean you coddle people who shouldn't be on teams, right? That doesn't mean you take a level one and put them on a level six team because, well, Dan said that we aren't destroying people's self-worth. No, that's actually protecting their self-worth because they're then going to be put in a situation where they cannot contribute, they cannot be a valuable member, and they're then going to be torn down further. So we can be uh, direct and we can hold people accountable and we can enforce rules and we can have competitive teams while still building the athletes up as individuals and having an athlete first mindset. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It really doesn't. We have just allowed and accepted it to be one or the other in our industry. And we've taken the attitude of if you want to win and you want to be the best, then these are the sacrifices that you have to make. Now, I realize I may be hypocritical sitting here telling you that you don't have to do that because I've never won Worlds. I've never won Summit or D2 Summit. I've come close, but I've, I haven't come close to winning Worlds really. I mean, fourth place, I guess. But, our, well, that was a COVID year. So that was our ranking. Um, I, I haven't really come that close. But I wouldn't trade that. I, I personally would not trade a world's globe for all of the athletes that I get to see successful and better versions of themselves because they came through my program. I wouldn't trade it. And anyone who's ever worked for me, anyone who's ever heard me speak before in person and have me talk about this, this is something I've been consistent on through my entire career. We have to do better for the kids. We have to do better for our staff members. We have to create these safeguards to protect them from bad decisions, from temptation. And if you have 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 year old staff members, you really got to protect them, especially the 19 year olds, because they are barely outside the age range. Two years ago, it was okay for them to talk to that 16 year old. Now it's not. And especially if they're your staff member, that should be an absolutely not. Like within our program, you cannot date someone who is an active member in our program and you have to wait at least a year after they're not an athlete anymore because of the, even if they're one year apart and they don't even coach, right? They're a, they're a tumbling coach over here and this person was on our level two team and they never coached them once. There is still a level of power differential there that you need to keep intact. So you need there to be a, a separation. Now, is it hard? Yes. Do you want to fire an employee because they have a transgression? No, I'm sure you don't. Good employees are really hard to find. 
You don't want to necessarily, you want to avoid those situations, but you certainly don't want your employee to be going to prison because they engaged in an inappropriate relationship with an athlete. Or you certainly don't want to have your gym be receiving reviews online because your coach had a relationship with a former athlete that was maybe outside the realm of being okay, but wasn't illegal, right? Those are things that are going to make parents go, I don't want to send my child there. I realize that what we do is is cheerleading in the cheer industry. And I realize that a lot of what I talk about in my episodes is how to be a better business owner and how to build a better business and how to take your passion and turn it into profits and how to be more successful and all of these things around cheerleading and success and profit and winning and more athletes and all of that stuff. But if, if the roots of your tree do not extend past that into something deeper, then you you aren't going to have deep roots. And when bad things occur, you're not going to have the foundation to weather the storm. You've got to have more to your purpose than simply winning and simply being successful. It's got to be front of mind for you in every decision that you make. Because if it's not, you're just, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. And the last thing anyone wants to be is one of those news stories. So as we move forward, as we look into the future, I'm just begging you, I'm begging you, please keep this front of mind. Reevaluate your policies. Look at what you allow and you don't allow. And figure out where your values align and what rules you need to have in place to protect the athletes in your program and protect your coaches. And I will tell you, I don't think that using all of the stock policies that are out there from the governing bodies is the best route. Some of them are not effective. I, I've said this publicly over and over and over again. I don't think having a rule that Coaches can't respond to a direct message with an athlete in a text message uh, that you can't do that is is effective at all. I don't think that's effective. I think it is just, it makes things labor intensive and clunky and it doesn't work. It wouldn't work for me. Today, I had an athlete who had surgery on their knee and I sent that athlete a text message this morning saying, good luck today, I'm thinking of you. Is that inappropriate? No. It's what you should be doing. As a good coach, as a good mentor, you should be doing those things. Could you include a parent? Yes. Yeah, I guess you could. I could have included her her grandparents who she lives with. But I was talking to them at the same time. They literally know about the conversation that's being had. Do you need to include a parent every time a kid texts you and says, hey, I'm running five minutes late? Or can you respond okay? Right? So... There are some of those rules that are in place don't fully make sense. But should you have a rule that says your staff cannot be on Snapchat with their athletes? Yep, 100%. 100%. Anything that is designed to delete and disappear is bad news bears. Don't do it. Don't allow it. Absolutely 150% no. 
to the extent of I have had staff who've become staff and they're like, wait, do I have to unfriend all of the people I used to cheer with? Yep, you do. Because that protects you. It protects you. As a coach, you should want that protection. I don't have Snapchat. Never will. Not going to do it. No way. Because even having it opens up the uh, possibility that an athlete sends a message that then deletes and then they can say that it contained whatever it, they want. Now, do I think that's going to happen? No. But is it a protection for me? Yes. And even if you're not worried about it being a legal protection, hey, I sent you that Snapchat where you said, where I asked if I could be the center point flyer and you said yes. Well, there's no record of it, right? So just t those are things to consider, right? Social media, those are risks. Do you have rules? And I'm sure you do about coaches being alone in your gym with other athletes. Do you have rules about coaches transporting athletes places? Do you have rules about coaches staying in rooms with athletes, which dear God, I hope you do. Um, these are all things to have in place and enforce. And if you hear about these things happening at another gym, then report them to the authorities. And I know that that doesn't always work because unfortunately authorities function on black and white rules and evidentiary facts. They need evidence that they can corroborate. I started to go on another tangent there, so I apologize. Look, if you've listened to this to the end, thank you. I just leave you with this challenge. We've got to do better. We've got to do better. And we're never going to eliminate this. It's never going to be completely gone. I would love it if it was. But if there was any rule, anything in place that you could do to make this never occur again, then it wouldn't occur anywhere. And this occurs everywhere. This occurs in schools. This occurs in churches. This occurs in a variety of sports. It's not just us. We just are uniquely uh, in the limelight right now. And a lot of this, in my opinion, is um, past due paying of the piper. Wherever you're at, I hope you are doing well. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us. We're here to help. We're here to help you set up your business for success. We're here to help you grow your business. We're here to support you. Please reach out. NextGen's here. I'm here. You can find me on Facebook. You can shoot me an email. With that, thank you for listening. I will catch you on the next one. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.